Hey everyone, and welcome back to Wish Upon a Star. This is episode 8, the season finale we've all been waiting for for Snow White. Woo! Pew's coming to you live from the American Idol studio. This is Wish Upon a Star, the live season finale. Yeah, it's That's a live works, finale. Right? Uh, we are recording it as you are listening. Fantastic. I am Frodo the Lawyer, your host once again. Yes. And I'm Amanda, the other person, your co-host, who, by Pinocchio, yes. will have a title. I yeah, bet. Yeah, Pinocchio's coming up next, but we have to finish out Snow White first. We do. We just left off with our Silly Song, which was a big, fun, uh, you know, musical number. And right after that, I think everyone, um, not only Sleepy, got a little sleepy. So everyone's a little sleepy. Yeah. I don't know what what's going to happen, but... Might be another song. We'll have to see. It's it's a distinct possibility that they've realized that there was no songs that would be memorable besides Hi-Ho so far. And they're like, what mm. if we gave them one more banger? Yeah. So after the dwarves perform their song, they ask Snow White if she will perform a song for them or just something for them. And specifically, they ask her to tell them a story. Yes. And, uh... I'm not sure if it's a story, but she basically starts talking about about her her, her love life uh, and her her whims, and it so. is punchy and delightful. But we also have somebody else here, Frodo, to tell us about her love life and her whims. Oh yeah, we have a, a guest who apparently knows a lot about love. Yes. Uh, so hopefully she can enlighten us. And that guest is Shayna Patrick. So Shayna, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So Shayna. You you know uh, a lot about love. That's why you're here, yeah, right? Yeah, you're the love expert. I, I just, yeah, uh, sure. That's me. <laughs> I mean, you're in the most long-term stable relationship of any of us. So. I suppose that's true, yes. Yeah. Um, well, Shana, in, in, in actuality, uh, please tell us why you are here. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what interests you in Disney? Why um, are you qualified to be on this podcast that... Amanda and I are so thoroughly qualified yeah. to, to be. And on. if you could send your resume out to everyone listening on the live Skype call, that would be really helpful. Right. Got it. No problem. Um, let me just look into my files. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, uh, I grew up on Disney. I watched all the movies. We have them all on VHS still at my parents' house, uh, mm. you know, for the VCRs that no one has. Although I did make a friend recently who has a VCR. She's younger than me and has a VCR at her house. So... Wow. Nice. Yeah. She's weird. That's why we're friends. Yeah, is um, she like super hipster? She's not. Ooh. But she nice. loves old movies and just movies in general. Well, nothing better than watching those nineties movies on VHS tape, man. That's that's some classic old movie oh, cinema. Hashtag nineties kids, am I right? Yeah. My favorite is watching the uh you know the sing alongs. Do you guys watch those? Oh yeah. Yeah. With the bounce along Mickeys. Yep. yep. Oh yeah, for Love sure. Those. I still watch those occasionally when I get a VCR. <laughs> now, are are you more of a fan of um, Professor Ludwig von Drake as a host? Uh, Jiminy Cricket as a host? Yeah, Frodo like, and I split your, on this a little bit. Who's your go-to guy? I, I do like the professor, um, mm-hmm. just because as soon as you said that, I was like, oh man, that owl. He's pretty great. No, um, no, Ludwig von Drake is a duck. No. No, you're thinking not. of someone yes. else who's the owl. The owl is the one that I also. Oh, you're yes. right. Okay. Okay. Yes, the you're owl right. is the guy who who leads the uh the the chorus in the intro. You no, know, now I'm just picturing the owl from those lollipop commercials. That's such oh, a yes. that's, that's that's what I'm picturing right now. 
Um, Excellent. But yes, now I am picturing the correct character. So well, now that you have no credibility, have no credibility and you, you don't even know who Louis Van Der so is, we're going to cut that out. Why else do you like Disney? You know, I like the actual song part of it. So I, I don't know. I love them all. Yeah. So Shana, you mentioned that you liked watching Disney. Specifically, was Snow White one of these movies that you liked or watched? Is it something that you uh, connected with at all as a as a young Shayna and now as a adult Shayna? A Shaynette, as it were. So, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please. This is not one of my top Disney movies. It is not. Uh, it is not. You have to respect this movie for mm-hmm. its history and its significance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean... It, the first full-length animated movie, the fact that it dug Disney out of a hole, it's kind of a big deal. But mm-hmm. not one that I go back to very often. I rewatched it um, just yesterday, you know, did my homework. Good, and, good. And uh, I expected to like it less, mm-hmm. but it's actually kind of okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it. I think kind of okay is. Uh... You know that's that's a pretty baseline expectation for yeah. for like a movie of this uh, this level of esteem. I mean, yeah. here's the thing: in 1937, like, uh, yeah, sure. 80 years later, does it hold up? Uh, uh, you know, uh, what's lacking for me is, you know, any kind of valuable moral or character depth. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this movie did teach me not to take apples from strangers, and that is a helpful moral yes. for my I everyday mean, life. I suppose that's true. It taught me that whenever yeah. you're in need of you know, a place to stay, just find a place that has seven uh, unattached men, and, and especially if you're <laughs> yes. a young woman, right, that, that's right. a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with a smile and a song, it doesn't matter. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so so I, I see a lot of morals. I don't know what movie you watched. Um <laughs> But but in all seriousness, I mean, I like the movie as we went through it, I think, a little more than I thought I would. I think it has a lot of really yeah. artistic moments, and, and we can kind of talk about that. For now, let's uh, let's talk about Someday My Prince Will Come, because that is what happens. Um, yes! As we said... Finally! Right. Uh, as we said, uh, Snow White tells a story, and that story is about her love life. And the song that we may have thought was early in the movie is actually, <laughs> I looked, it's about 50... Uh, 50 so odd minutes into the movie, maybe 55 minutes in. What is the running time of this movie? It's, so it's an 83 minute movie. This song ends 59 minutes into the movie. So it starts about 57 minutes in. It's a decently long gap without song in the end of it. Although I guess a lot of Disney movies are sort of structured that way. Yeah. A little more front loaded. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's, but, it's front loaded. And then we have a lot of the sort of action climax yeah. after this. Um, sure. But I guess what is, uh, your sense, you guys, about how the song begins. We have the dwarves kind of all asking, you know, are, are you the, the, the person in the story? You know, like, what's the deal with this prince guy? They seem very, uh, they seem very interested in, in Snow White's, uh, love life. They, they may be too interested. That, that was my, my sense. <laughs> that, that Are they, like, sort of, like, living vicariously through her? That was what I thought, like. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, we don't get a lot about the dwarf sexuality, just, you know, that's sort of part of the story's never fully right. explored, um, to everyone's regret. Right, they're pretty non-sexual beings. Yeah, um, but who knows? But actually, I would like to even take it back a step further from mm-hmm. that and talk about maybe our expectations for this song, because what I remembered as this song is not what this song is. Yeah, it, it, go and ahead. I don't, I don't know if that was just me or not. What did you remember? 
So what I mostly think of for this song is I think it's I got it half confused with the old castle show at Disney World that they have a new one up now. But the other one had Snow White's bit and here lyric was someday my prince will come someday I'll find my love and how thrilling a moment it'll be when the prince of my dreams comes to me. And I remembered that as like the really exciting climactic part of this song. And that's not like a lyric in this song. No, no, there is a cover version that um, I think Barbara Streisand even sang it that, that uses those more prolonged. It's a longer version with those lyrics. But yeah, this one, she it's just so short. Yeah, it's very short. Uh, well, I mean, a lot yeah. of the songs in this movie have been very short. Yeah, they've been, you know, you, you get your verse there's a, a musical interlude and then maybe there's a second verse, but often there even isn't a second verse. It's just over. Right. Um, yeah. So, so it's definitely short, maybe shorter than, than I thought. Um, a lot slower than I remembered too. Partially because again, I'm used to seeing like more upbeat, upbeat covers, I guess, where people are like waltzing around to it. Right. And, but and it was like a lullaby. Yeah. I mean, essentially is there, all the dwarves are going to sleep They're They're all pretty <laughs> tired by the end. Um, it's their bedtime story, but uh, that is something that Dan mentioned in uh, a couple episodes ago when he was talking about how this um, – th- it's very slow for a waltz. Usually it, you'd be a little more upbeat, so you could dance like you were saying. Um, right. Whereas this is a slower waltz. And a, a waltz, for those of you who, who don't uh, know <laughs> or remember, it's it's going to be a song in three. So it's uh, you know one, two, three, one, two, three. But this is a little slower. It's going to be more like – one, two, three, one, two, three, some day, my, and so forth. Like yes. that. So Absolutely. I, I waltz. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's how you waltz, everyone. <laughs> sort of clap and chant. Yeah, you just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's how I learned a gazillion. Well, so Shana, what were, I mean, you just saw the movie yesterday, so did anything yeah. uh, stand out to you different than what you expected when you got to this song? Because you had been watching for 50 minutes. You were probably pretty, uh, you know, anxious and ready to see this song. <laughs> I was, and I also was expecting it much earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it came, it went by, and I was like, wait, did I miss half the song? Yeah. And I went back and I listened to it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... Nope, that was it. Like, there's really not a lot of words in there. No. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have the lyrics up in front of me, and more than half of them are from the sort of pre-song intro portion, which is where she says there was a princess, and yeah. Doc says, was it was the princess you? Uh, and it's and some of that's interesting, too. Mm. Uh, like, I'm, I found it interesting. The guys were asking, the guys, the dwarves were asking, <laughs> like, you know, the guys. Was, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the crew, you know, uh, yeah, me, me and the guys. The questions they ask: Was he was he strong and handsome? Was he big and tall? Like these are the things they care about. Mm. Which goes along with the theme of the movie of like, hey, looks are so super important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, literally the entire motivation for the villain's scheme, which is thus the whole motivation uh, that sets the sequence of these events forth, is that she wants to be the most beautiful woman right mm-hmm. um now is it possible that the dwarves care about this the most because of their desire to capture sort of earthly beauty in their dutch era paintings or is it because they're not so big and tall and so they <laughs> fantasize about the opposite yeah it, 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 no it, I, I kind of agree with, with shana here it's and it's almost like they are living vicariously through her through her or maybe through the prince they're like oh like we don't have love but like uh you know 
if we were big and tall, we could. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a weird, like, I, I, I get what Disney was going for. They were, they were trying to have these dwarves, you know, be really enchanted and, and happy about Snow White's love and how, oh, isn't love so great? Mm-hmm. But it comes across a little bit creepy, I, I, I have to say. I mean, the dwarves are trapped in this, like, <laughs> Zephron-ruled mine land. Right, right. So it's, and half of them are Impressionist, paint, not Impressionist, what's the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Dutch. Dutch. Dutch what, there's painters. Like, there's, there's, like, a, a name for the style of movement that they do, that for the style of painting that they do, isn't there? It's not um, just Dutch. Is it Doc? Doc painters? Doc painters, probably. Yeah. Probably sneezy, Doc painters. Sneezy yeah, painters. sneezy painters. Yeah. Doc Docism, as it were. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was a deep cut Dadaism joke for you art nerds uh, out there uh, listening. Yeah. yeah no no um, explanation needed. We all got it. Yeah. Fair enough. Glad to hear uh, it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, they have nothing else besides work and not cleaning. Yeah, and that, now this, I guess. Yeah. And so picking like, on each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that makes sense that, you know, if they really, you know, they've been living, and we've, we've even theorized that maybe they're thousands of years old. If they've just been living this workmanlike life over and over again, continuously mining these diamonds by the score, then this woman is dropped in and she kind of changes everything for them and, and opens their minds to, like, love. And they're like, yes, tell us more about this outside world oh, where things happen. Oh, is Snow White their manic pixie, pixie dream girl? Maybe. But, like, the 1930s depression yeah, version? 500 years of dwarf life. <laughs> that was, like, a 500 days 500 of summer. 500 years of summer. Yeah. 500 days of summer, yeah. yeah. I got you. Yeah. Dada if, if you can pick up Dadaism, <laughs> I can pick up 500 days of summer. That yeah. only seems fair. Um, JGL. Yeah, it, yeah, it's JGL. Yeah. Has he seen any Disney movies? Probably not. He's in Angels in the Outfield, but... Is he? There's, there's, yeah, there, nice. there's no music in that one, unfortunately. Can't mm. do it. Can't cover it. Um, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. We can, but... yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but so going back to what Shane was pointing out with the lyrics, was he strong and handsome? Was he big and tall? And Snow White says, there's nobody like him anywhere at all. Um, and then she says, he was so romantic, I could not resist. So clearly she is drawn to him. Um, yeah. she, she sees him as unique and romantic. Um, I mean, I've already expressed my thoughts about one song and how it's kind of, in my opinion, boring and weak. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Shana? You, you, let's let's get some fresh opinions on on the prince and and if you really think that he's charming and tall. Yes, I need another okay. female who's attracted to gentlemen to help me to help <laughs> fill this in. All right, I, I would say the character is attractive, but let's talk about their meeting. Okay, so Snow White <laughs> and the prince they interact for what, like a total of a minute. Right. And the first 45 seconds, she is running away from him. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I, like, yeah, we're, we're with you. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like she's built up a lot of strong emotions over the period of this movie that he's been absent. Um, mm. I mean, we did see a little bit in uh, Whistle While You Work. She kind of imagines that he's the broom and she's like in love and dancing with it. Um, yeah. But she, even I mean, at that point, doesn't specifically mention the prince. So we, we, he's really been absent from our minds for for mm-hmm. yeah. a really long time. Frodo, what did we conclude on whether or not they had met before? Did we just throw out a bunch of theories and never pick one? Uh, I think that they uh, had met by the beach in the sand, as you said. Right. Yes. Yeah. Good. So if they had, you know, pre 
pre-Sandy and Danny greased before, this is less concerning. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. My theory is... Uh, Ooh, Shane the is first... corner. That's right. Uh, the first minute that we see them interacting is the first minute that they interact because otherwise, why would she be running away from him? Like, <laughs> like oh, it's that guy I know. Ah! Right. <laughs> I've um, run away from plenty of guys I know, but... I mean, okay. But like, <laughs> in this scenario, it seemed sure. like... Mm. He was a strange man singing at her, and she was freaked out by it. Yeah. Uh, but by the time we get to this song, Snow White has been, she's in hiding, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And she's in hiding, and someone's trying to kill her, and her demeanor does not show that at all. Mm-hmm. But perhaps, uh, you know, it's she needs something to cling on to. So even though that first interaction was not great... Mm-hmm. It gives her something to kind of focus on and be like, there is a possible future for me out there. Yeah. Uh, And it was still the first positive interaction overall she had with another human being in years, probably. Yeah, in her entire life. I mean, she was like, as we said, she was scrubbing the ground in rags (laughs) at the beginning. Like, yeah, in clogs. Like, she hasn't had many people come up to her and be like, hey, like, you're really cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Except for forest animals. (laughs) Match with me on Bumble. I mean, but what about the the huntsman though? Like he like saved her life by not killing her. Why she should? Maybe she's actually talking about him this whole time. They had a is more... that what that Kristen Stewart movie is about? Maybe, but they had a more meaningful interaction. You know, like she thought he was gonna die, and then he spared her, and like started crying, and you know, maybe yeah. I mean, he and he is big and tall and strong and handsome, Ooh. but he's not a prince that we know of. Yeah, he's that the, we know. He's of. the prince of death. Ooh, darker twist than I expected. <laughs> um, yeah, perhaps this is like a Pirates of the Caribbean. Am, am I allowed to put Pirates of the Caribbean 3 spoiler in here? <laughs> yes, please. Please put it in so we don't have to watch that. <laughs> Fantastic. So at the end of Pirates of the Caribbean 3, which, by the way, is terrible, but not as terrible as Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Just a heads up for everyone. Okay. Um, Will Turner, like, ends up becoming, like, Davy Jones and is going to live forever and can only touch land once every 10 years or something that stupid. Yeah. yeah, it's terrible. I hate it. They they play it as like a triumphant ending, and I hate when they do that for that sort of thing. It's like, no, if you're trapped in a life that you didn't want forever, that's worse than death. But that's a that's why I hate vampires also, but it's fine. Um, but, like, maybe this is the same situation where the hunter could only, like, appear in human form once every 10 years. What, in the, what are you talking about? <laughs> How on earth is that even relevant at all? Well, because then maybe he couldn't, like, he, like, wanted to love Snow White, but he didn't want to be selfish. Mm. And so he, like, saved her, and, like, they had this connection, but he's, like, pushing the prince back towards her because, like, he wants to love her, but he just mostly wants her to be happy. Yeah. Maybe the hunter was Zach. No. 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 (laughs) We can't can't do this again. No, he lives in the water. Yes. With the water people. Yeah. Um, but what? Oh, but Maybe Davy he... Jones can lives in the water too, and can only step foot on land once every ten years. Uh, boo. Maybe Zac Efron has become Davy Jones, and he can only step foot on land once every mm. new High School Musical movie sequel. Oh, okay, yeah, like, sequence. And yeah. then this was just so long ago that it hit the sequence, so it was fine. Okay, yeah, that that, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Well. I'm sorry that you had to listen to all of that, Shayna, but but thank you for for. I appreciate uh, the apology, but yeah. yeah, go on. 
But thank you for uh, you know giving us that that good insight into potentially why she might be or find the prince uh, interesting or why she might be drawn to him because of you know what she's been through. Um, yes, it, I will also say. And Shayna had mentioned earlier off the air some interesting things about, like, the, the lack of women in mm. the office um, at the moment. And I think this could be an interesting case of perhaps a woman not having any sort of input into the story. Mm. Arx, Shayna, do you want to talk more about that? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think you guys have talked a fair amount about uh, the, you know, the sexist undertones of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... With this song, you know, like she's singing about love, that she's in love with this guy that she met for like five seconds. Right. Um, and I was like, I wonder if any women mo- worked on this movie. Um, and so I did a little research. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, I found, of course, the article is not, <laughs> has just disappeared for me. There it is. Okay. <laughs> um, so I found that there are these letters that were written to uh, women who basically inquired about jobs at Disney in 1938, 1939, wow. around this time. Yeah. Basically, uh, they were rejected. And it says in this letter, um, from someone at Walt Disney Productions, women do not do any of the creative work in connection with preparing the cartoons for the screen as that work is performed entirely by young men. No. For this reason, girls are not considered for the training school. It's like direct quote from a letter from Disney to a woman. Um, the only work open to women was tracing and uh, coloring the characters, basically, in the mm. ink and paint department. Uh, which, of course, you know, like, that's a really important role, too. But when it comes to, like, creating the story and what the characters look like, mm-hmm. it was all men. So yeah. might have, you know, influenced the story a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly enough, the first I, I after I heard this from Shana, I did a little more research on my own, mm-hmm. um, and I'm looking at an article published by the Mary Sue, the Mary Sue.com, um, and the first woman that Walt hired for the story department was Bianca Magli, I believe it's pronounced. It's M A J O L I E, um, and her first project was Pinocchio, oh, okay. which is. The next movie we're going to do. Um, and apparently when the Hollywood Citizen News got word that Disney hired the first female artist, they did an expose on her but didn't mention her name in it. Which sounds about right. Um, <laughs> but she also did a lot of the original concept work for like Peter Pan, Cinderella, The Nutcracker Suite and Fantasia, um, Silly Symphony, stuff like that. Cool. Um, but Ollie, a bunch of the animators credit her with elevating Disney storytelling out of like gags like we've talked a lot about mm-hmm. in Snow White into like an actual story and pathos and stuff mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that as we transition into Pinocchio mm-hmm. to see how the influence of a new perspective yeah. um, works on storytelling so just an interesting thing to keep in mind moving forward yeah it'll be interesting I mean this is a pretty basic sort of bare bones fairy tale story that we have here yeah it kind of hits the points like guy meets girl girl almost killed runs away meets the dwarves Almost killed again. They save her, you know, and then she gets kissed in in love at the end. But um, there's not a lot of maybe character development or uh, uh, things like that. Uh, I almost think the gags are, are, I know you you mentioned that, you know, that might be a way it's limiting the story. I almost think that in some ways that's where we see our most, most of our characterization is through these gags and how the I mean, we do because there's no other, there's nothing else there. Right. Right, that's well, it. like they're great, but like you need that plus 
emotional storytelling. I should also add, too, that Magali was fired for no reason that people can tell, and her work was handed off to another, and she didn't return to animation after that. So just to... Yeah, you know. Okay. But just to sort of put a bow on that, but mm-hmm. women did continue a little bit more throughout there, so we can talk more about that in later later movie yeah. seasons. Along um, the note of yeah. uh, of character development, I'm curious if either of you felt a connection to any of the characters. I did in this song. You did. At one point. Uh, I, and it's... Or go on, Frodo. I, I did as well. I... I I don't know what you're talking, what you're gonna talk about in this song, but I did have a connection with Grumpy when he said "mush." Yep. Yeah. Mush. Yeah, mush. My notes literally say "mush." Yeah. All equals all of us. Like, <laughs> um, but but I mean, it, Grumpy, as I said uh, in the episode where we ranked all the dwarves, he is my favorite because I do think he has an arc. I mean, he he puts yeah. on this sort of face of of not liking women, and then by the end, he's crying when Snow White, you know, is mm-hmm. pseudo dead. So <laughs> I, I do like that about about Grumpy. Yeah. Um, that's one person I have a connection with throughout. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it a strong connection? Like, no, you know, but, uh, <laughs> no. relative to a lot of what's going on in this movie, um, uh, the dwarves emotionally seem more human than Snow White does to me. Yeah. Agreed. And for those of you not following along the movie scene by scene at home, um, at one point, Snow White is singing this, you know, someday my prince, et cetera, like mm-hmm. to the dwarves who are all gathered around her, looking adoringly up at her. Um, and Grumpy's just like standing in the corner and just like scoffs and he says, mush. Yeah. And it was perfect. And it was an amazing moment. Yeah. Um, and one other moment that I, I, I kind of um, maybe related to was uh, at one point she's singing and she says, and the birds will, and then she has a high note, sing. And during that period, Sleepy was kind of dozing <laughs> off, and then he he pops up awake at sing. And, and I think yes. Amanda and I, and how we've uh, may, say maybe sometimes thought negatively about uh, Snow White's <laughs> voice, we can maybe relate to the piercing uh, yeah. audio that that Sleepy just experienced. Yep. Do you think that was another one of the gags that earned an anim- that got an animator five dollars? I'm sure it did. Yeah, I'm I sure hope it, so. it was, a, it was slight, a good one. A slight dig at uh, at Adriana Casaletti. Um, yeah. But Shana, you you sort of posed the question: uh, Who do you feel most connected to? Well, I, I was curious because I don't like certainly not the main well not the main characters, but like Snow White and the Prince. Like the Prince, we don't see barely at all. Mm-hmm. He's there for you know. 45 seconds at the beginning, and then at the very end, he comes and kisses her, and ta-da, happy ending. But Snow White, even, like, I don't feel a connection to her. Maybe in this song, like, connection to the song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not really to her character. She's just, like, too happy all the time. Yeah. Like, someone was trying to kill you. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. You're just like, oh, I'll clean this house. Right. and. Yeah. Make new friends. Yeah. People deal life. with trauma in all sorts of ways, I guess. Yes, I suppose that is true. Yeah. It um, is, and I've talked about this before, I think it's interesting, the animation difference between Snow White and the dwarves, and how, mm-hmm. like, Snow White you don't really relate to, and the prince no one really relates to, but also their faces are so basic looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, like, basic, like, they're drinking Starbucks and, like, wearing Uggs, but, like, they have so little facial expressions for either of them, and the dwarves are really expressive. And, you like... Again, I don't want to jump into Pinocchio because we're not there yet. But since we are nearing that, like, when we get into Pinocchio, that style of animation for their faces is much more like the dwarves than it is, like, Snow White. Right. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I think that some of that is because um, they were trying to have some sort of maybe legitimacy in terms of artistic. Sure. They wanted Snow White to, to show off this kind of highbrow art form, you know, it, it, and they kind of wanted to have that balanced with the the dwarves, and then maybe they realized, you know, our bread and butter is this more expressive animation. So we'll have right. to see how the trends continue as, as we go through these movies. But it is an interesting point. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, let, let's go into, uh, I guess, the meat of the song more. After we, now that we've talked mm-hmm. about just the premise, um, does anyone have anything to say about uh, any of the specific uh, lyrics that are used in the song, or uh, anything else about the song, or your impressions of it, um, Shana or Amanda? I mean, honestly, I was just kind of disappointed with it compared to what I think I expected because I was mm-hmm. re- I was so excited to get to this song because I thought I loved it, but I guess what I love is like the covers of it and what it has come to mean. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, a Disney anthem, not that, like, Sunday My Prince Will Come is, like, an amazing feminist song or even, like, one of the best Disney love songs or anything like that. But it is, like, one of the Disney songs. And you wouldn't get that from the movie version of it. You would leave, if you just watched this movie, you'd leave thinking, like, hi-ho or honestly silly song. Yeah, I don't think it's about the lyrics specifically. Uh, it's the idea of the song, mm-hmm. and that's why it kind of got carried into, you know, being redone and mm-hmm. having more significance in the Disney world. Yeah. Because, uh, like, everyone can relate, or almost everyone can relate to, like, you know, wanting a prince or wanting someone to love to be mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It's a universal thing. That's why all the movies have a love story. Right. Yeah. It just I think that like something like Once Upon a Dream is such a better version of this song. And I mean it's a later iteration mm-hmm. too, so that obviously makes a difference, but like I don't yeah. know. I just I thought this song was gonna be more than it was. As opposed to like Silly Song, where I was so pleasantly surprised. Yeah, you rated Silly Song really high. I think that going yeah. into this, it is your number one rated song in Snow White. It is. It is. Well we'll have to see how, how it all breaks out. Yeah. But before we um give our reviews, I wanna talk about uh this is not the last song in the movie mm-hmm. it is the last full song that we're going to cover because it's the last new song but we do yeah. have the repeating of both this song and one song in the climax of the movie so just to lead us up to there uh after this song happens the dwarves go off to work the next day and snow white is home alone and the witch comes with her apple and snow white <sighs> Uh, you know, takes a, takes a bite out of the apple. Uh, the dwarves are then summoned back by the animals. They chase the the evil queen witch off a cliff, and then uh, they kind of go back and find Snow White, and she is uh, s- seems as though she's dead. And I know Amanda, you wanted to talk about this with like they build her a glass coffin, and they're kind of like yeah. the words on the screen say that they hold like a never ending vigil for her or something like that. Yeah. Now, I guess my main question is, where did the glass coffin come from? Like, does it just, do they just have one lying around for like, they know? Yeah, did they know (laughs) not to bury her? Like, how did that work? Or is it like, okay, whenever someone really pretty dies, they're going to go into this, like, and like Grumpy's mom dies, and they're like, sorry, Grumpy, she wasn't pretty enough. Into the ground she goes, we're going to wait on this glass coffin. Yeah, that was my impression, that it was, um, and and the exact phrase is, that is used on the screen is they keep an eternal vigil. So they're, they're there for eternity. They're 
I mean, they they do live forever, as we've kind of figured out. But that's true. Uh, they're just watching her forever. I think it does, must have to do with her beauty, just because they found her to be so beautiful. Um, yeah, which is super creepy. Separate side so note: creepy. we don't need to go very far into that because I don't think any more needs yeah. to be said than just hella creepy. But well, maybe they maybe they took her her song and the we just heard to heart, and they were like, well, someday her prince is gonna come, you know. <laughs> And, That's and, true. And they were just holding on to hope. They're like, the birds are going to sing. The wedding bells are going to ring. I know it. Um, yes. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Happen sometime. Maybe this time. I'll win. I mean, is it possible that Doc like, went over and checked her out and she, uh, you know, she was still warm, so he knew <laughs> she wasn't totally dead? And yeah, like, maybe oh, she like, isn't ever we'll actually dead at all. And just all the dwarves are know, really not sad. Not quite in the ground, but yeah. in a <laughs> Doc's like, you know what? I'm going to hedge my bets on this one. I don't have the medical technology here to, like, get her out of this coma thing. So we're just going to say kind of dead. Yeah. We'll just put her in the glass thing. We won't, you know, we're not going to lower it into the ground just in case she, like, comes to. But Like, there are are air holes poked into the side. It's fine. Yeah. Now, I did want to point out the dwarves all take their hats off in Mm -hmm. this scene. Yeah, And it's interesting, because in Rembrandt's self-portrait, he's wearing a hat, but has a similar hairline to the dwarves beneath the hat. Mm -hmm. And so perhaps the double hats are like, I put on this different hat, and I'm better disguised from being Rembrandt. Just just a little tidbit to chew on. Yeah, it is interesting seeing them without their their hats, though. It's not a normal look you have. Yeah, they look like old men. Yeah, which I guess is what they are. But I don't like it. So we see their bald heads, and yep. then uh, the prince comes back, and that's where we get the reprise of um, both Repris. one song. It's, the repris, It's yes. the repris, yes. Uh, of both one song and something my prince will come. And at first we see it's like a chorus singing along. Mm-hmm. Um, and you like the one song version better with the chorus, right? I yes. remember you saying that earlier. Yeah, I like one song better with the chorus. I feel like it has, as I wrote my notes, in my notes, it has more <laughs> emotional weight here. Yeah. Um, like, when he sings it before, it's like, who are you, dude? But now it's like, oh, he came back. He's singing his song that we, that song he sings, that's the only thing he sings, you know, his one song. <laughs> he only has one song. Right. And and so it's nice. I don't know. I think it's nicer there. And then it transitions into Someday My Prince Will Come as, you know, he kisses her and she wakes up and then everyone's sort of like happy. And that's when... I, I also yeah. like something my prince will come more at that point as well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think it sounds better with the chorus, uh, yeah. both of their songs. Um, what do you guys think about them? I, I agree. I, I think it sounds much more like powerful and like epic at the Full, end. Full, yeah. Clearly the end of the movie. You know, right. it's got that feel to it. Right. Um, I think it's appropriate for the end of the movie too. Mm-hmm. You can just picture people like seeing this full-length animated movie for the first time and like standing up and applauding during that song as it ends. Yeah. Like, and, I can yes. feel that. And there's the little, like, ha, 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 ha part when the dwarves are all, like, jumping up and down, like, woohoo! Like, yeah. we did it! We're, we made... We, she's in love we, now! We're living vicariously <laughs> through her! Yay. Yay! We kept Eternal Vigil, and it worked! Yeah. And now she's gonna go leave us and go to some castle and never see us again. Yay! And she, like, pieces out at the end of that song. Yeah. She, like, stretches, sees the prince, and just, like... Okay, this is my life now. Getting on a horse, kiss a few dwarves, off we go. Yeah, and she, she there's no real like discussion. It's like this is it. This is her destiny. No, she doesn't have a moment of surprise. Like she's just mm. like, oh, okay, yep. Does oh, she have kinda... any lines? Ah, 
She might say, like, so. one thing to the dwarves. No, she says dopey. She's like, I think she might say bye. Oh, that's bye. right. She says goodbye to the, the dwarves. And then okay. she's like, yeah. oh, dopey. And he, like, goes for a mouth kiss. And she was like, Bye-bye. She kisses all their heads. Yeah. <laughs> one more thing about the, the music at the end. She goes off in, on the horse, and the prince is walking with her, and then there's the far-off view. They're kind of on a precipice of the, the, the dream castle with the clouds. Mm-hmm. And I like how there's a sort of, I don't know if it's slowed down, something in will come, but it's with the chorus, and it goes... Yeah. Um, and the birds will sing and wedding bells will ring and there's like the ding ding like the wedding bells. Yeah, well it's the same example of the what what did Professor Frodo talk about in like our second episode? Oh, rubato. Yeah, it's rubato. Yeah. And then um, I learned something. And then my favorite instance of one song is the very end of the movie as the sort of book is closing, the mm-hmm. physical book. Um we hear one song again as a brass fanfare and that I actually like one song there. That that's like a good one song. Yeah, the one time the trumpets play it. Oh, right, of course. But it sounds like a real sort of... Yeah. Um, it sounds like a real movie song there. It's a fanfare. You, you can listen to it. Yeah. Find it on YouTube. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to cool sing fanfare. a trumpet song for you. Um, that would that has really never stopped you before, but... Well, okay, basically it sounds like... And then... You gotta it, put more of the like... And then as with like... Yeah. It's triumphant. It, yes, it's triumphant. That's a good way of putting it. It's triumphant and it's kind of majestic. It's it's mm-hmm. very pretty too. Um, yeah. So that's the good good job, Disney. Good good ending. Yeah, it's actually a very similar ending to Greece. <laughs> no, because they, they don't like fly what? in a car. <laughs> no, but they like the castle they're going to is like off in the clouds. Oh. It kind of looks like they're flying off into the sky. Well, I have something to say about the the. the castle in the clouds actually Ooh, um, do you think it's a metaphor for death for the death prince no this is this is just like a, a fact of things it's oh. not a, a theory um, okay well that'll be nice too in the middle of someday my prince will come there was going to be a slight dream suite sequence to make it longer um mm-hmm. that they were working on for a long time it was it was only cut out at the very uh, towards the end of the the process of this all but it was going to be snow white and the prince and they were going to be kind of in this a uh, land of stars and clouds, and uh, there's going to be a castle, which was the same castle we see at the end was going to be a part of that, and they were going to be, like, interacting mm-hmm. with anthropomorphic stars. It kind of reminds me of, like, in La La Land, if you've seen that, where they, like, just sort of walk through the stars in the, yeah. in the observatory. So that was I did be... see it. I didn't like it. La La but... Land. Yeah. Well, then you're, you, you're glad that they cut uh, that part of Snow White. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what would you guys have thought if that was a, uh, a part of something that Prince will come? Would that have changed anything for you? Would it have made it better? If it lengthened the song mm-hmm. and added a little more substance to it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm a Shane on that one. It would be nice to have like a little bit more substance. Mm-hmm. It would have then been exactly Once Upon a Dream, but I like Once Upon a Dream. But it would not have been a an owl. Yeah, and that was the best part of that song. And if they had that... Uh, you know, we might not have had ones upon a dream. Right. That's true. Might not have happened. That's a good point. And I don't want that life. <laughs> Is there anything else anyone wants to say about anything we've talked about before we get into giving out our final grades for our final song? I'm ready to hop on in and, and get grading. All right. Shana, why don't you go first? Okay. Um, before we started this podcast, I was thinking this was like a, a, maybe a B minus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's because I was watching the whole movie and I was thinking like, man, like she's just singing this love song about this guy who 
she knew for five seconds mm-hmm. and never even talked to. Like, what is this crap? This is <laughs> this is like what men think women do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a BuzzFeed and, article. Right. But then, you know, like we talked about it a little bit and I, I'm feeling for Snow White a little bit more. You know, maybe there's some stuff we don't know about that's, mm-hmm. you know, happened in her past or is going on in her head. Um, and it is like a significant song um, for Disney. Yeah. But again, in the movie, it's like it's not, it doesn't feel complete. Um, I agree that it doesn't seem like it, um, the weight that it is given in the movie is does not correlate to the weight it is it has in culture. Yes, right. for sure. Um, so I, I was leaning, you know, B minus-ish. But now that we've talked about it and like, I thought a little bit more about it and you know, I feel like I haven't said enough as the, the resident love expert on this podcast. <laughs> yes, that's um, true. <laughs> so, you know, I would just like to put it out there that, um, you know, it is it is okay to dream of love. Okay. So even if, you know, this is the guy she picked to think about, even though, you know, she didn't really know him, like maybe this is the only guy that she's really interacted with besides this huntsman, mm-hmm. you know, who tried to kill her. Um, <laughs> so, you know what, that's okay. And you know, love is a great thing, and it's totally natural and okay to want it. Um, and, like, okay. Like, I get you. I got it. Snow White, like, you need something to cling on to. That's cool. Um, so, I've brought it up from the B-. minus. I'm thinking, like, like almost a B-plus now, I think. All right. Um, nice. Not quite to the A, just because it's, like, it's not all there, what mm. we're looking for. Yeah, that's you know? fair. But it does have that good feel, that emotional pull to it. Yeah. You, you almost changed yeah. my mind. Um, but I, I'm going to stick with a B minus, and I'm going to give it a minus for mush. That's my word grade. <laughs> um, B minus might sound kind of harsh for a song that is so... Um, I mean, like we said the, the very first episode, this is the song you sort of think of with Snow White. It's her, it's her song, and this is the one yeah. you think of. But, this is the one song. Right. But when going through uh, the songs of the movie, I, I slotted it in in fifth place, and I think that that's where I think it should belong. I have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Hi-Ho 1, because um, I feel like that's the real definitive song of this movie. I have Whistle yeah. While You Work 2, because um, although it might not have the emotional impact of this song, I think it's Snow White's best song, and it's fun, yeah. and it and it, it it also has that cultural significance. Yeah. I put Silly Song third just because I like it more than than these other songs. Um, it's a fun <laughs> song. I have I'm Wishing for and Someday My Prince Will Come Five. That's as close as I have anything. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I just personally like I'm Wishing better because the, the tune appeals to me more. I like the echoing and stuff we talked about. Yeah. Then I have this one, but I have it ahead of With a Smile and a Song, and I have it ahead of... Because uh, we didn't really like that one. I have it ahead of Watching yeah. Song, which isn't really a song, and I... Obviously, hate one song. But obviously, I was to say, obviously, one song is your is your lowest. Right. Um, but but this one, I think it comes it comes in about the middle. I think it's a good song. So don't don't take it being fifth as me thinking it's not good. I think it's good. Don't I add just, him. I just I just don't. It doesn't really um, as it is in the movie move me so much um, one way or the other. I I do like the. And the uh, this is a very specific thing, but I like the part where it goes, and the birds will sing, and wedding bells will ring. 
mm-hmm. someday when my parents will come. I like that part. I mean, it's a very like an individual part that I like. Um, yeah, but there's only like 30 seconds of song, right. so that's that's, that's right. No, I, I agree. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe if I keep listening to it, I might talk myself into bumping it up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a nice that's tune. Fair. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just. I mean, it's hard not to get sleepy along with the the yeah. during the song. Okay, I think I'm gonna have to because I I agree with everything you said, Shana, and I'm totally with you. But I'm gonna have to stick with five out of ten poison apples for this one. All right, because it just didn't. I don't know. Like it's it's fine, but also for a song about wanting love, I still like one song a lot. Like, I enjoy that as a good romance ballad from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love what it has come to mean for Disney. But, like, this... But but we can't rank based on that. We rank based on movie. Mm-hmm. In the very scientific and impartial system that we have always used. It's been standardized to one thing since the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> um, for sure. And I just think it's, like, fairly middle so like i'm actually i that also puts it at five for me um so we go with silly song is actually my number one oh. um pick um which is surprising but i just i just had such a good time watching that yeah. one listening to that one and then i have hi ho um and then one song but i'm actually gonna i think in retrospect bump one song to number two yeah and i know you hate it Shayna, I don't know if you hate it as much as Frodo hates it. I'm really not a huge it. fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and, just... it, and if you uh, remember uh, Dan Bachelor, who also joined us, um, mm-hmm. he said that it was a snooze. That was his uh, quote about one oh, song. Oh, no. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, it is, but I just... It's a nice it, I snooze. Love, I love, I love, it's a good I nap. love a male ballad. Yeah. Um, um, and then I have Whistle While You Work yeah. under that. And then Someday My Reference comes under that. Mm. It's still above I'm Wishing. And with a smile on a song and watching song. Yeah. I actually think that this exercise, and, and for the record, you guys can check out all of the rankings on our website, wishapodastar.blueberry.net. Um, it, I think that this exercise has actually made me like Snow White more because I realize, like, mm-hmm. I kind of like Someday My Prince Will Come, but I have it ranked fifth, which means I, I like five songs from this movie. Um, right, totally the same. Like, I wouldn't go into this being like, man, I'm going to really enjoy listening to Silly Song. Yeah. Or even, like, one song, or any of these, really. Mm-hmm. I just think they're so ingrained in your mind as, like, part of Disney canon, you don't think about them yeah. very much. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been a delight to revisit mm-hmm. them and get to sort of dig yeah. in a little, dig a little deeper, <laughs> find out where they go. Uh, and I, I do want to add one more thing that I do think is negative about Someday My Prince Will Come, um, yes. compared to some of the other songs I liked. I feel like it doesn't really push the narrative too much. I mean, I guess it reminds us that she likes the prince, like, so we don't just go into the Which last scene. at this scene. point is pretty important. That, that's true. So I guess that does serve that function. But it's not the same to me as I'm wishing, which introduces us to the character. Right. Or, um... And, and if they'd done a better job of, like, pushing the emotional arc of the character throughout through the story, you wouldn't need a song to remind right. you. Right. Or Hi-Ho introduces yeah. the dwarves, because while you work is kind of... That's them cleaning up. That's her, her way of narratively getting into the dwarves' house. I don't know. It well, just seems that like... establishes a lot of character about the dwarves and about Snow White. Right. Yeah, so, it, so. This, this just seems to me like it's... It's a, it's like we push pause on the narrative and we're like, let's just have a nice little little tune. But Yeah, which I guess is the same thing Silly does, Song mm-hmm. does too, but that one's so much fun. Yeah, right. I'd like to have two of them literally in a row. Seems weird. 
Um, so Shana, you didn't join us for the whole run through, but, um, I mean, off the top of your head, uh, if you were going to put them in some sort of, uh, tiers or order, it doesn't need to be exact. Um, what would your opinion be on, on the songs? Well, I think just overall the dwarf ones are better. Just (laughs) any of any involving dwarves are better. Uh, Even washing song. Pretty much everything about. Oh, that's the washing song. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, where they're like abusing Grumpy. Got yes, it. yes. Okay. So, um, gotcha. Now, now it's coming back to me. Yeah, um, it sounds like maybe you didn't love that song because you couldn't even remember what it was okay, from yesterday. So I don't remember the song, but I remember this, the scene because I mm. remember thinking like, wow, this movie is a really bad model for relationships on every level. Um, but they're like abusing grumpy they they like bully dopey all the time anyway that's beside the point Mm -hmm. so what were we talking about oh the songs Uh, (laughs) silly song i think is my favorite actually yeah so i agree with you on that one Mm -hmm. um and i think actually have you guys been on the the new ride in disney world yes yes i was very disappointed by it i was very pleased with it right see okay so i i thought it was great but way too short Right, right. Uh, but there were some really nice details in there. Um, it was beautifully but, done, just like as a ride. It wasn't anything exciting. Right, but like the like ten seconds you get with the dwarves <laughs> inside, yeah, uh, is like during silly song, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, and it's down in the, you get a little bit of them down in the mines. Right, right. Like dopey with the diamond eyes. That's right, because there's like a sign that says something like. In a mine, mine, mine. I don't know, something funny about echoes in a mine. I don't remember. <laughs> right, I, wish, I wish I could remember it because it was quite funny. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so like Silly Song is, is significant enough for them to make it like a focus of the ride too, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Just that maybe it's the gimmickiness of it with like Dopey standing on Sneezy's, so, Sneezy's shoulders. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. just kind of fun. It's just um, a delight. It is. It really is. Um, so I like that. I think Hi Ho is probably up there. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's just kind of fun. Yeah. So now I gotta go back and re-listen to Washing Song because I don't remember the actual music. I just, <laughs> you don't. You don't really need to. You'll be okay. I think we have a consensus then that silly. You guys agree, Silly Song is your favorite. Yeah. Um, along with Hi Ho, and I'll actually I'll change Hi Ho back to my number two. Okay. Um, so, I, I keep thinking of them over. They go Hi Ho. That's a good. It's a good moment. So, so if we were going to um, definitively give one of these songs, you know, the superlative of best Snow White song, the number one top rank mm-hmm. as a group, um, would it be Silly Song? I mean, I have that as three, so I I think we agree both. I think we all sort of agree that Silly Song and Hi-Ho are up there. Is there a definitive yeah. number one, or is it just we all agree those are the best? Frodo, what was your number one again? My number one was Hi-Ho. If we're doing song and not, like, sequence, mm-hmm. I would go hi-ho. Because a lot of the fun and silly song is, like, what's happening in the animation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, point. the song is also delightful. Yeah. But hi-ho, like, just as a song, I would say, is probably better than Yeah, it carries song. itself well just as a song. Yeah. yeah. So I can, I, I, can, I can yield hi-ho as the best oh. song in the movie. Yeah, and this doesn't have to change your rankings. I'm just kind of thinking of, like, what if we were going to put a stamp on what the best song is. And then... yeah. On the other hand, the worst song, um, I, mean, <laughs> I might think it's one song, but I think we all probably agree that Washing Song is towards the bottom of the list. Um, if it's, we were gonna... 
if we were just gonna, nothing. Yeah, if we were going to nominate one song to be to be <laughs> removed from the movie, um, and we had to come up with one, I, I don't know if yeah. Shane doesn't even remember it, so I think that we're, we're all good there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but Shane, you mentioned you're not a fan of one song. How, how what do you feel about some of the other ones? Like I'm wishing and with a smile and a song. I think like of those other non dwarf songs of the Snow White categorize ones, them. Yeah. Like I think that someday my prince will come is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I say that tentatively because like it is really short and there's not a lot to it. Yeah. But the melody I just like it a lot better than the others. They just the others seem really cheesy to me. Um. Which I Fair. think maybe that's maybe that's weird to say when I'm saying I like someday my prince will come, yeah. which is also kind of cheesy. But like mm. <laughs> in terms of like yeah. the melody, like yeah. one song, I just I don't know something about it. I don't like it. <laughs> Find more for me. <laughs> then a couple other things I wanted to a- ask you guys just for fun. Um, we're going to give out a superlative for uh, best performance. If we were going to give out an award and say one person or one character in one song, not in one song, but in one song, um, <laughs> who would you guys, Soon each, we won't be able to make that joke anymore. Yeah, who, who would you guys each like sort of nominate as your, um, your top performer? I can go first. Um, okay. I would, I was thinking, I mean, Snow White is the main performer in most of these songs. Sure. Um, I think I would give it, even though we, we hate her voice, I, I think I would give it to Snow White for I'm Wishing. That would be my nominee. Mm-hmm. I think that she she does the most sort of difficult vocal bits in that, and she echoes herself. So if I had yeah. to pick a, a top performance um, yeah. Grammy or whatever, I would I would give it to Snow White for I'm Wishing. What do you, what now, do you think, Amanda? Now, in, in all, in fairness, I would like to say she doesn't echo herself. She's chanting with the water people. Right, but, right. you know. Right. Um, what were those two animals that were having sex in the shell? Uh, the turtle and what? the... And the uh, <laughs> And the raccoon was it or was it a raccoon? Was it a squirrel? Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, um, <laughs> or chipmunk? I don't remember. Yeah, it was. It was a chipmunk. Yeah, yeah. That was my favorite performance. Yeah, was the like very confusing animal in a shell bit. That was just. And then, and Shayna, do you have a top performance of the of the movie? Well, I, I just keep thinking back to uh, Grumpy's reaction <laughs> to Snow White. Your your mush yeah. reference. Mush. It was like, so good. M- That's pretty great. <laughs> mush is the top performance. Like, that reaction. That would yeah. be my other my other pick besides the the you know sex on the half yeah. shell. Turtle power. <laughs> Grumpy has a lot of good lines. Um, if if I was gonna pick my one favorite line from Snow White, I, I do like when Grumpy says uh, a bunch of old nanny goats. You're making me sick. And the yeah. the washing a song. That's that's a good one. I mean, he, he has the mush. Yeah, he, he he has a lot of good zingers. Um, did any other lines or individual uh, moments and in songs stick out to you guys? Is, is something memorable? My favorite lyric is just them going dum 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 Just yeah, just all of that is just is some good quality audio content. So maybe we do like watching a song where we're praising its lyrics. Shannon, is there any any moment or lyric that stuck to you? There were several like very adult comments <laughs> really? in the movie. Yeah, and I I can't remember them specifically, but they exist. They're in there. Or like <laughs> I they... mean, we just talked about turtles and like well, right? In, in, yeah, <laughs> but like 
actual lines that some of the dwarves said. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may not have even completed what they were going to say, but I was like, oh my gosh, did they just... <laughs> did you clutch at your pearls? <laughs> I did. That's what happened. Yep. Yeah. They're a bunch uh, of foul-mouthed... Nanny goats. Nanny goats, yeah. Right. <laughs> what did you guys think is the most annoying song to sing at people in your life from this movie? Because for me, uh, whenever I start to do I'm Wishing at the fiancé, he does not <laughs> like that, and he, in turn, has now started to do it to me. Like, oh, wow. he'll just be, like, going about trying to do a cereal, and then I'll start hearing, I'm wishing! And that's not great. So I wanted to know if you guys had any similar experiences. I haven't, but, um... I mean, I could imagine me doing the same thing with one song. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of hard. Like, I could you could try it with with a smile on a song, but it that's kind of a mouthful to say to annoy someone. You're like with a smile on a song. It's, <laughs> it's just a lot. Uh, yeah, I think if I walked out of this room and turned the corner to where my husband's sitting, I think in the other room and started singing one song, he would just like be like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" And like cover his ears and run into the bedroom. <laughs> yep. That's fair. Um, I, there is one more uh, sort of superlative I want to give out, and that is the MVP of the movie. Uh, but I think we are, we're all in agreement on that one. Oh, yeah. Um, Should we do, like, yeah. a, a drum roll? Yeah. Drum, 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 not, not have, at the but... same level, yeah. uh, I would That's say. That's a shame, and I apologize. And, well, I'm sorry. We listen to episodes one through all of them, and then you'll mm-hmm. you'll know why right. we care so much about it. Oh, no, I, re- I recall. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just not <laughs> just at that point yet. Just really to it. Yeah. I'm just um, not there yet. <laughs> That's fine. You'll the... get there. They all get there in the end. So I, I think another superlative that we should focus on, because even though we're all about positivity, you know, sometimes things are terrible. And it's important to remember when things are terrible and, you know, acknowledge those. Perhaps not with a smile and a song. <laughs> but what do you guys think is the worst lyric or, like, most inappropriate lyric out of context? Either one. From Snow My worst one is dig, 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 Because I just don't think the rhyme scheme is really quite, like, really quite there. But um, But I guess that would also be pretty inappropriate out of context, if you sort of went up to like a stranger and was just like, dig, 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 dig. Yeah, it would be definitely strange. Unless you're in a mine, in which case it'd be very appropriate. Or in Pocahontas. Disney has two digging songs. Wow. They do. If not more. I guess they just really dig them. Wow. That's a good one. Should I leave? Show myself out. The lyric that has always seemed weirdest to me, and I mentioned it earlier in this... I may have mentioned it in this episode. I don't even remember. Um, but the, <laughs> the lyric that's always seemed w- weirdest to me is when in Whistle While You Work, Snowy says, imagine that the broom is someone that you love. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's very weird. Like, it's, But out of context, you, know, you go up to someone you know, with a broom and you say, imagine that broom is someone that you love. <laughs> like, what the- Yeah. And you I mean, have to, like, like put your hand on their shoulder first and, like, look them deep in the eye and just be yeah. like, imagine that that broom is someone that you love. Yeah. <laughs> Seems really like an improv sad. exercise or something. Yeah, yeah, so all you out there listening, you know, just next time you see a broom, say that to someone and just see what happens. Actually, um, not I'm even sure. next time. Just everyone go grab a broom. We'll wait. <laughs> okay. Now, do you have one? Yeah. Okay, good. 
Thanks, Shana. <laughs> now imagine that that broom is someone that you love. <laughs> so if we're going along the line of like things that you wouldn't walk up and say to a stranger, then probably like hi ho is probably not <laughs> the best thing you could say to a stranger. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. That's fair. And they that's repeat fair. it over and over and over again. Yeah. Hi ho, hi ho, hi ho. Like, okay, enough. No, that's a, that's a good way Excellent. to something all up. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I think that this has been a, a, a good ride. I, I think that. Uh, you know, we all see the movie in a different light now. Um, there's there's some things about the movie that we didn't remember or expect going into this. On the whole, I think that I like the movie more than I thought I would. I mentioned that yeah. I liked most of the songs. It's a lot more artsy than I thought um, that I remembered. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like the the scene at the end with the castle. I also um, just have in my notes a couple scenes towards the end that I really liked were when. Snow White drops the apple, and then you see the bite mark on it. So you never actually see her bite the apple, but Ooh. You, you you see that. I thought that was kind of cool. And how you never see the the evil queen when she's dead, but you see the the vultures going down for her to give you the the yeah you know, the idea that she's dead. So there are little things like that that are just really clever and really well done. So I, I mean, I'm not gonna give the song the movie a stars grade or anything like that, but sure. Um, no, I I definitely have a greater appreciation for Snow White, even though there were no women involved and the main characters are bad. I mean, it, but but for what it is and for a product of its time, like it is a spectacular work of animation, and you're yeah. not going to find anyone who can really deny that. Um, like, no, it doesn't have a great story, but like, it's also supposed to be a pretty simplistic fairy tale, mm-hmm. and it's a you know in a time of trouble, words of wisdom come to me. Let it be. Mother Mary? Yeah, but I thought I would just condense it for the purpose of the podcast. I definitely didn't just forget the lyrics to Let It Be. <laughs> this was a deliberate choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I I'm I appreciate it a lot more than I remember appreciating it. Yeah. Um, but I'm very excited yeah. for our next movie. Because the next movie has some killer songs. Oh, yeah. And the first right song, off the bat. first song in Pinocchio... Uh, just so happens to be this the song this podcast is named after, and that is yeah. When You Wish Upon a Star. Now, you might get confused yeah. because this is When You Wish Upon a Star. Yes. But it's not the same thing. And they did come first, just sort of legally, in terms of an LLC. Yeah. So don't tweet at Disney telling them they got the song wrong. Just heads up. All right. Well, thank you all. Thank you, Shayna, for... Yeah, thanks, Shayna. For... for Joining Thank us you. at this at the tail end of our journey. Um, any last thoughts from you? Yeah, this movie, it's, you know, it's a classic. And uh, it's a good start for Disney. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and it'll be good to uh, continue on in your research in yeah. uh, going through these movies in depth. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think a good start's a really w- good way to put it. Yeah, we're going to keep, keep it going forward. We're going to keep going chronologically in order. Yep. And while we keep going forward, you should help us keep going forward by liking us on Facebook, Wish Upon a Star. Yeah. Follow, Follow us on Twitter, Wish Upon a Star. What's our email address again, Frodo? It's wishapod at gmail.com. There um, it is. The the website, uh, you can get to that one that I've been saying, wishapodastar.blueberry.net, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. We'll also probably get a .com at some point, so if by the yep. time this episode airs we have a .com, we'll tell you about it. Um, yep. 
And of course, please like, subscribe, share. Yes, subscribe comment. on the. Uh, you can get it through Apple Podcasts. You can also find it on Google Play mm-hmm. and uh, or the RSS feed if you want to find it through our website. Wherever podcasts yeah. are sold. Yes, wherever. Or at least yes. most places. Um, yes. We're not on the moon yet. Yes. Except it's free. It's not sold. So just listen. Are we not making money off of this? <laughs> not yet. Oh, no. I made a mistake. So, thank you for listening to us through season one. Yes. This has been Frodo the Lawyer. Shana Patrick. This has been Amanda the Person. And this was Wish Upon a Star. Season one. Season one. Um... Um, I'm panicking. Um, bye, ho! (laughs) That's perfect.